You are listening to episode number 13 of the Mind to Body Academy podcast with Sarah Rose. This isn't an NBA. This is the NBA. This is the place for you to get coached and make health and happiness the business of how you get ahead in life. Coach, this is the startup of you. And now, your coach, Sarah Rose. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? I am wanted to talk to you about something that came up for me in recording this podcast today. You know, I'm in my beginnings of rolling all of this out, creating something new, and it's easy being a podcast junkie to look around and to see what everyone else is doing and to compare myself to people who have been doing this for so long. You know, one of the podcasters that I've been listening to recently has been at this for 11 years. She's been doing what she's doing for 11 years. And I am in my early beginnings of finding my voice because I'm in this creation stage where I have so much lining up. I'm about to roll out my free Mind Hackers biohacking weight loss course. And I'm going to be running a webinar next week for the first time. So I've a lot going on right now. And what happens is that I schedule my time to make sure that everything's on there so it's going to get done. But of course, what happens when you sit down to actually do the thing to create the outline for the podcast to actually record it? What happens? (laughs) You don't feel like doing it, right? So that's what happened to me. And I was starting to eat up in the time that I had scheduled to be creating the podcast to work on the other things like the webinar and finishing the course and that kind of thing. And then it occurred to me that, you know, this is just episode 13 of the podcast, right? That's what my brain made of me. It's just episode 13. Who's going to notice if I create the episode next week instead? Who's going to, who cares? (laughs) I don't have thousands and thousands of people tuning in. And I noticed myself right there quit on myself, right? In that moment, I was deciding that who I had decided I wanted to be, that I could just be her later. The woman running a successful coaching practice, I wasn't her yet. That's how I chose to show up in that moment. And so often we feel justified that way to have these little quits where we say, oh, it's not a big deal, right? But it's so important to learn how to catch ourselves in those moments. And, you know, on the surface, for so many people that we look up to, even the people in our lives that we love, we don't often stop to think about the process they must be going through to be creating the life that they have, 
do you know what, you know, your role model, the people that you're reading their books are struggling with? Do you know what the person you love is struggling with? Your kids, your spouse, your partner. So often we don't know. We just think it's easier for everyone else. And so when it's hard to show up, when it's hard to sit down and do the thing, to execute, we go to the place where we say, well, shouldn't it be easier? Like, what am I missing here? And when we do that, we create these, we create porous commitment where all of a sudden it's like a sponge. Like you can kind of poke your finger through in certain places and give yourself an out. But it's so important to recognize that we all struggle. So there is no better there to get to. When you're going about creating something, you don't have to be in such a hurry. The reason we struggle is because of how we create the struggle in our minds. And the struggle is there to learn how to untangle that, to unhook ourselves from that kind of thinking that keeps us believing that we're small, that we're limited. The cap of what is possible for you in your life will always be a thought. And I love to do this in my mind. I'll take something like my goal weight or my goal income and I'll run through the numbers. What number starts to make you feel uncomfortable? That discomfort is always going to be generated from a thought. So really, whether you're religious or an evolutionist, I really think that we all can agree that we're put here on this earth to evolve ourselves out of survival and fear-based thinking, to evolve our consciousness. That means we have to be onto our minds when that desire to quit, to give ourselves an out, to make something not a big deal if we don't show up, a thing. We have to learn how to watch our brains think. You know, I was just talking to a friend of mine who is religious and she was sharing how she was afraid of God's judgment. That, you know, she could give up what she desired most because in doing so, she wouldn't be judged by God. And I said, notice that when you live in fear of God's judgment, you live in fear of yourself. You live in judgment of yourself. That right there is the hell that we must rise above. And you know, God's judgment might not resonate with you, but the same thing applies to you people pleasers out there who live in fear of what others might think of you. Your boss, your family, your children, what will they think, right? You get to then internalize that. And when you internalize it, you don't even realize how you know, the shame and the fear and the anxiety that comes up, the worry that covers over, it's this protective mechanism, coping mechanism. It ends up creating the very thing that we feel that we need protection from, right? So anyway, that's my little rant (laughs) to introduce this concept of the ways that we 
quit on ourselves and noticing how in the end, these little quits are accumulated and create the bigger letdowns in our life. And it's so important to start thinking of the small as large. And I know we're in February right now. So a lot of people created momentum with the new year and are starting to experience that first big dip in motivation. So many people set goals because it's the new year. For example, they set the goal to lose some weight. And for most people, the goal is the reason. (laughs) It's just because. And just because isn't going to get you to make the choices you need to make to get to your goal. Please hear me when I say that you must be driven by a reason other than I need to lose weight, other than just because. Surface motivation will have you fixated and obsessed with the result. And when you're focused on what you don't have, you're focused on the not having of it. Intrinsic, deep, from your core motivation will get you through the process of creating the result. You don't need any external proof that what you're doing is working or whether it will be possible. You cultivate an inner knowing that allows you to show up even when it seems like all of the evidence out there is pointing to the contrary. When what other people say to you doesn't align with what you believe or you know the number on the scale or your reflection in the mirror the number in your bank account whatever it is none of that becomes something that you can look at when you're fueled from within and believe is the reason that you can't create the result that you want when you need external validation It's never going to be enough to create the internal belief to fuel you forward. You know, the Marines have a saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And it's kind of like that with the goals. Everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everyone wants to be living in a slim body. Okay, maybe not everybody, but a lot, a lot of people believe that. And a lot of things out there feed into that desire but everyone wants the result but no one wants the process that's going to get you there and the process is hard there's a kind of dying that has to happen in that where you have to let go of who you are because who you are is the person who's creating the result you have now so you have to let go of that person in order to become the person who is capable of a different result And that's uncomfortable. So the center of self-discipline is what fuel you're using as motivation. What are you using to stoke that fire? Because if it's surface level, it's not going to allow you to transcend the moments when it's hard. And the moments when it's hard is when it counts. My number one motivation when I actually lost weight for good had nothing to do with losing weight. Losing weight was a byproduct of changing my motivation. For me, it was about 
reclaiming my life and really understanding that my body was not there to be something to fixate and obsess over, but really the vehicle through which I was put on this planet to make a contribution. And if I could tend to my life in this human body, I could tend to the bigness of how massive an expression I wanted my life to take on. So different, right? And I will say, sometimes we use fuel that's filled with toxic waste. And we might not recognize the negative effects right away. In fact, we can mistakenly believe that what we're using as motivation is getting us to where we want to be until we spin out, we burn out, we crash. It's not a sustainable source of fuel. So you want to ask yourself whether the process that you're using and the fuel that you're using as motivation to create the result will also allow you to maintain the result. And the way that you know whether you're actually doing this, whether you're tapping into a source of intrinsic motivation, is to notice if you quit too easily on yourself. If you have these moments of little quits, I call little quits the moments where you screw up, where you make a mistake, and you use that to make anything other than, well, that happened, now what? And you feel real justified. So you give yourself these little outs. You try to make amendments to your original commitment to make it easier to cope with failure. And so it's that I told you so mentality that sets in where your inner self-talk is just like, well, told you, you couldn't do it. It doesn't really matter. Might as well see what's in the fridge. Might as well eat this. Might as well not go to the gym. All of that thinking is fueled by these little quits. And the more that you practice these little quits, the easier and more practiced you get at quitting on yourself. Your brain is going to want to go there for one reason, to have certainty. Most of us choose the painful certainty of failure just to have a real sense of what's going to happen next. It's kind of like you pick up a book and you're so in a hurry to find out what happens that you just read the last chapter. Like you take all of the fun out of it. And it's like you didn't really end up reading the book at all. And we choose that kind of certainty over a little bit of uncertainty about when and how and how long it's going to take to get to where we want to be. So if you were to ask yourself, why is quitting so easy? Well, (laughs) because what's our reflex when we don't follow through? We try not to think about it. We minimize it. And yeah, that provides temporary relief from feeling bad. But also notice the suffering that it then creates and that it pushes unconscious. 
Byron Katie talks about how suffering is attaching to a thought without investigating. So I'm always telling my people, call yourself on your stuff. Instead of turning away from the pain, get curious. It's happening so that you can become the kind of person who is capable of handling it, of processing it all the way through without being stopped by it. So instead of making a mistake, of taking an opportunity where you could have a little quit, turning that into an opportunity for learning. You want to take the mistake and debrief yourself on it. I think about it like military style. You want to investigate it and interrogate yourself. You don't want to let it slide. You want to see it for what it actually is, an opportunity, right? That opportunity to learn and to reaffirm to yourself who you really are and what you actually want. The mess-ups, the slip-ups, the missed sessions at the gym, what happened there? And what am I going to do about it? Or sometimes just acknowledging the emotion that came up and asking yourself, can I be with this? It's that unwillingness to be with negative emotion that cuts us off from the result that we want to create. So can I be with this? And then ask yourself, what needs to happen next time? What's your strategy? You know, Will Smith said this thing that made me pause the video when I heard him say it. Just kind of like look around the room and be like, come on, now that right there is the truth of it. He said, you cannot win the war against the world if you can't win the war against your own mind. So many of you are so busy fighting against what seems like the world when really you're fighting against your own mind. So you want to be onto yourself. You don't have to have conflict all the time inside of you to create something amazing in your life. The struggle to live into a healthier body, to live at a healthier financial point, to take care of yourself. It doesn't have to be such a struggle. The struggle is all self-created in your mind. So you want to make a plan for how to manage your mind, to decide what needs to happen next in your life, What's that next step you're going to take towards your goal? And what's your implementation plan to assure yourself that you're going to execute what you say? And you want to have a fail plan too. So when things don't go according to plan, you want to come back to that strategy room and evaluate. You want to level up your mistakes so that you can take your stumbling blocks and convert them into building blocks. 
that is how you create your life. That is how you override the uncertainty by creating certainty about how you're going to show up next time and the next time and the next time. It's like if you were setting out to build the perfect wall, you don't focus on the wall. You focus on laying that first brick and then another and then another brick by brick. You don't have to build the whole thing perfectly in one shot. You just have to focus on perfecting the micro. When you take care of the micro, the macro takes care of itself. I love saying that. I feel like that's the truth of it. You don't have to worry about yourself in a year from now. You get to just focus on taking care of yourself right now. What does healthy look like today? Not in a year from now, not in 10 years from now. What does it look like today? And you make those choices and you make those choices. And what you repeatedly decide is what you become. Some of you are so averse to failure that you're doing none of what you need to do. You want to get it right. You want to make sure that that's what you need to do. And you want to get it perfect. So instead of taking some action and evaluating and taking some more action and evaluating and so on and so forth, you're doing nothing perfectly. You're nailing it. It's perfect, but it's nothing. That is what you're teaching yourself to do. So there's a real difference there from needing to have certainty in order to believe something, which really puts you in the energy of impossibility because you're not going to find that certainty out there. The only thing that's going to give you certainty is what you decide. Only you can give yourself that guarantee that you're going to stay in the energy of figuring it out. I can't remember who I heard this from, but somebody said, stop trying to make it easier. Make quitting harder. How do you make it harder? By evaluating the results that you have in your life right now. If you don't like the results that you have, understand why you have them. Understand what you did to accomplish what you have now. And sometimes your accomplishment is excess fat on the body, is debt, is job loss, is you know, no relationship. And if you think about it as an accomplishment, it kind of overrides that part of you that wants to make that mean that something has gone wrong. You achieve this. Okay, how? What did you do? What did you not do? Take some action. Evaluate. Go back to the drawing board. Evaluate. Go Get back out into the world. It doesn't matter if you made a mistake so long as you recognize it and that you also recognize that it's your responsibility to fix it. That's on you. There's a lot of things that we can't control that have happened to us, that are happening to us. But what you have control over is what you decide you're going to do with what you've been given. 
And when you're evaluating yourself, you want to make sure that you stay out of self-judgment. If you're your own ally in this process, you won't let yourself down so easy. It's easy to quit on yourself when you don't like yourself. That's the truth of it. Go to that place where you're able to give yourself what you need in where you are now. At the center of self-discipline is self-respect and self-love. You're being a friend to yourself. That's what discipline looks like. You're looking out for yourself. So when you're like, oh man, I could really eat this McDonald's right now. It's three o'clock in the morning and I feel like that's what I want right now. My belly is going to be happy. You can just turn towards yourself and say, sorry, bruh, but I can't let you do that. Because if you do that, your belly might be dancing (laughs) for like the duration of the first bites. But I know if you do that, you're going to feel like crap. I'm sorry, but I can't let you eat that much. That right there isn't just self-discipline, it's self-love. Self-love is inherent to self-discipline. And then you don't feel so restricted all of the time. If you want to be happy, then you need self-love, which means you have to discipline your behavior. And it's going to look a whole lot different when you're doing that out of self-loathing and hating who you are and punishing yourself for who you are versus taking care of yourself and loving yourself better. Not because you're not enough as you are. Okay? Self-esteem is supposed to be about what you think about you. So do you hold yourself in high regard? Because most people seek external validation to tell them how good they are. They want to please other people to feel good about themselves. And again, this analogy that Will Smith used, it's like looking at yourself in a broken mirror and trying to fix yourself to look like what you see. That's what it's like to try and match yourself to how others are perceiving you and to try and control your image. You don't need to change yourself to be you. You are you. And your opinion of you matters. So these are the two questions I want you to ask yourself today. Where are you making it easy to make that choice to quit? And what are you thinking that's leading you to quit on yourself? And then I want you to recommit to yourself right here, right now. Because the mistakes, the times where you feel like you're coming up short of your own expectations or other people's expectations, those are the moments to recommit or to quit. And without commitment, you'll never start. You'll never get yourself moving towards what you have decided for yourself. But more importantly, without that capacity to recommit, without that consistency, you'll never finish. So there's a real difference in telling yourself, this is what I have to do 
and this is what I should do versus telling yourself, this is how I am choosing to live. So do you know your three? Do you know what need you are compelled by? Do you know what solution you are compelled by? Do you know what vision you are compelled by? Do you know your three? Because without that, you don't have enough internal charge to release yourself from the grip of mediocrity. Very few people develop the skill of commitment. But the truth is, nothing can come your way that can derail you. Your thoughts are the only thing that can derail you. The thoughts that keep you arguing for your failures. And I know most of you are like, poppycock, I don't do that. Oh yes, you do. You know that time when you were like, I would start working out, but I just took on a big project at work and I'm having to put in more hours. Okay, so change up your diet. Oh, I would do that, but last time I did, I felt too hungry and then I couldn't focus at work. I couldn't deliver and on and on and on, right? If you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. You get to keep the life you have. And notice how matter of fact it can appear to ourselves. But it's not the truth. It might be your truth in that moment, but it's the truth that you're choosing. It's all thoughts. It's all interpretation. It's all what you are deciding, whether you're deciding it consciously or deliberately. And the thoughts you give power to are the thoughts that have power over you because they create who you are and what you do in the world. You know, there's this line I love from Richard Feynman, who's a Nobel Prize winning physicist, and he said, the first principle is that you must not fool yourself. And you are the easiest person to fool. So it's easy to feel real justified to postpone things, to give in here and there. Oh, it won't matter. But you have to be willing to forego immediate gratification and momentary relief from discomfort for you to be able to acquire long-term self-respect, for you to be able to create the exact life you want to be living. And I know for so many of you, if you're like me, you have moments where it's not that you don't believe that something is impossible for you to achieve or accomplish, but that it's not so important for you to take care of that today. That You can do it in the future. So you delegate responsibility for the result to the future you. And what happens is that ends up being the pattern that you repeat for months, for years, for your whole entire lifetime until looking back, you had always relied on the promise of tomorrow in order to create what you should 
and could have created today. And what's so crazy about that is that we'll put ourselves into these situations where we'll take action towards a goal that we've decided we want to create for ourselves. We'll take a whole bunch of action, we'll start a new diet, we'll subscribe to a gym, that kind of thing. And then when it feels hard, we'll quit. We'll have these little quits. We'll stop going for a while and then we'll come back to the gym and we'll come back to our meal plan and what we decided and the weekend comes and okay, I'll start back again on Monday. And what ends up happening is you're feeling like you're putting in a lot of effort over and over again and there's a lot of struggling and a lot of striving over time because quitting is swinging the pendulum always right back to the beginning. So you're having to feel like you're starting over and starting over and starting over. But what I want you to realize is that so often you're a lot closer to the result you want to create for yourself than you think. If you were just consistent about putting in the work of letting it be hard on purpose because it grows you, because it evolves you, because it makes you stronger... If it were easy, it wouldn't make you any of those things, right? But if you're willing to let it be hard for a time, then it could become a sense of effortless effort because you're so practiced doing it over and over, staying consistent, staying committed. So I thought I'd share this story from Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich where he talked about being three feet away from gold. This analogy comes from a story of a young man during the gold rush. And after mining away at a Colorado gold mine for months and months and months, he finally gave up his search for gold and quit. And then another man came along, and an engineer who had surveyed the area told him that he would strike gold three feet from where the other man had stopped. And you know what? He was right. The first miner was feet away when he turned away and quit. There are many lessons you can pull from this story, but what I'm getting at here is that most people give up right before the gold because they tell themselves that it's too hard. Most of us think the achievement of our highest goals and aspirations will take too long, that it will be too hard. We don't realize that in thinking that, we make it longer for ourselves, that we make it harder for ourselves. You might be so close to what you want that you don't even know it. Are you going to turn away? Are you going to turn away from yourself? 99% of people are not prepared to do what it takes. That's the truth. They're not prepared to do what it takes to make their dreams come true. So are you going to stop yourself from getting it? I want you to know this. This is really important. If you're still trying, you haven't failed. If you are still trying, you haven't failed. So... It's okay to have moments where you 
don't perform like you'd hoped, where you make a mistake. And that moment is your opportunity to make another decision that will move you towards where you want to be. Or it can be the reason that you stop. And if you keep going, I swear, it's like shoving a stick of dynamite into all the things that made you (laughs) hard-headed. And you get to blow your own damn mind. It's by doing that you get to compound all that knowledge you have, all that know-how that's been passed down to you, that you've read in books, that you took the courses on, that you've listened to podcasts for, and you get to create value that stacks on top of that. You get to tap into the value that's there, and then you get to create a stack. There's no point storehousing knowledge if you're not going to use it. If you're not going to go create something of value out in the world, out in your life. I want my life. I want the work that I put in to mean something. So don't just aspire to lose weight or to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. If you are not making somebody else's life better, including your own, then you are wasting your precious time. And this isn't a pep talk. This is real talk right here. Your life belongs to you. It is up to you. I can't make you want better. I can't make you do better. Only you can go do that. So will you? I have a feeling you will. Heck, I feel like dropping down and doing some push-ups right now. But when you're doing those mental push-ups, remember that when you're counting your reps, when it counts is when it hurts, is when it gets hard. That's how you build the strength to become a different person. Not because different is better, but because different is exactly what you have decided. All right, that's what I got for you this week. I'll catch up with you next week, and I look forward to it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for being an awesome listener of the podcast. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the best at what you do? Master your life from the inside out and go from functional to optimal. Join Mind Hackers Biohacking Weight Loss on Facebook and register for my free course. You'll get everything you need to jumpstart a transformation today.